Welcome back. Welcome back to What's the Word? Dallas, welcome back. I seriously just looked at you and almost said, good morning, Pastor. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just a, Which, you know, it very well could be for some of It could be for somebody. It could be, it could be a good morning. <laughs> they're, they're waking up at 6 a.m. just to get Just to listen to us. You know, especially yeah. now that we're on this every other week That's, cycle, you right. know. Right. And uh, yeah, and it's, we're back. We're here. We're back. You know, we, we haven't said the word that we always say when we start, which is how excited we are. Okay. <laughs> and it's super funny that you say that because I was thinking as I was getting ready for today's lesson, I was like, if we show up to do what's the word and we're not excited about the topic that we're, that we're discussing then we need to go back to the drawing board, and because we didn't, we weren't, oh, sure. we weren't paying attention yeah. to what it is that we're studying. Which so, like, I'm going like, well, so and Dallas knows this, listeners, but I'll let you in on it. I was a bad student this week. I didn't do my homework as much as I could. But that said, Dallas, as you say this, it's like, well, good thing I know a little, you the know a little of Jesus bit Christ. about about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So, because folks that are listening along, watching along, uh, again, just remembering to connect the dots. We've been in this series. What's the word about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so each episode, we kind of like, we did a fantastic job starting off and then landed on that one episode. Oh, we that did. Had it all. Mm-hmm. We were going to we were gonna talk about everything Jesus did in one episode. And in I'm like- 45 minutes. Yo, like people okay. have been talking for 2,000 years about everything that Jesus did. Uh-huh. And there's still more to say. Right. And so we decided to slow down a little bit last time. Yep. Uh, really slowed down with taking in Jesus's death. And this time we get to get into Jesus's- Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we get to start with his burial because we realized as we're going. Wait a second, did we talk about the burial last time? We left him. We on the left cross. him on the I cross. Can't we did that, and that I don't, I don't, I and I can't remember. Like my brain just just glitched, and we and didn't because I don't actually the did. burial of Jesus is, is one of my like it's a, it's really a, interesting right. places to camp and things like that. Yep. But before we dive too far down, yep. right? We always love starting with the words from Psalm nineteen, verse fourteen. We do. We so would do. you share those words with us? I would be happy to. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Absolutely. Oh, and then a weight just gets lifted off of me when I say those. Yeah. And, and just remind myself of those words because he's here with us. He's doing it. He's doing he's, the work. It's yes. his words that matter. Mm-hmm. And like what a cool verse to hear over and over again when we're talking about Jesus specifically. Right, our rock, our redeemer, our Lord, our Lord, uh, and everything, and the reason why we call him that. So last time we did, we left with the death of Jesus, right? Uh, and we 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 left him there on we the left cross, him there. and so kind of a kind of a heavy place to land. That Jesus is was a really died. it was a really heavy episode. I mean, we really got down into the nitty gritty and the gore and the because that's you know part of my thing, is, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah that's but it was right. just a little bit of my thing, but. But it, it was a very heavy uh, topic to try and to try and cover. Which, like, how can it not be? How can right? it not and be? And I do think sometimes, like, people want to make the death of Jesus like quick and done. And it's like, mm. no, actually, I mean, you think about uh, Paul, right, who right. wrote a lot of the New Testament. I mean, the the verse about we preach Christ crucified, right? Yes, you, we do. If you want to talk about Jesus, you have to talk about Jesus on the cross, right? And I was thinking about that while getting ready for this week is the resurrection that we yeah. we can't if the crucifixion didn't happen then we don't need a resurrection because you can't resurrect a body that has not died and it's that whole hand in hand and, right? right and if and if you never rose from the grave we're not talking then about we're jesus we're not talking y'all. about jesus period right and the yeah. same thing is again that's what i love uh, I think we've talked about this before i know and i i question only because i say this so much 
but like when you think about it in the church year, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're a congregation, a, a church body that celebrates the church year, which means there's church holidays, right? Church calendar, church events, right? Um, and so it starts with really, really the first big one of a church year. Like, and I'm realizing I've never really broken this down for folks because I'm like, wait a second, someone's no, we, starting out from scratch. No, because we just kind of do it. We, we right. It, so we you just know, do we it. have Happy New Year, right. January, and it's kind of fun actually because like here we are in November, we're about to start a new year, right? And so, uh, you have around the beginning of December, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have the season of Advent, and it's right. Happy New Year, right? There's the last Sunday in the church year mm-hmm. is in November, uh, and then you you go into a whole new year, and it's all building toward. Christmas, right. right? And so everybody loves Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Secularly, all this other stuff. And then uh, you journey through after Christmas, you get a few things like uh, the naming of Jesus mm-hmm. historically, not all the time in congregations, not even in our congregation. Right. You have this really ancient uh, celebration of uh, epiphany, mm-hmm. which is like a fancy word. And I need to defancify that then. At Epiphany, we celebrate uh, Jesus as the light of the world. Yes. So light in darkness mm-hmm. and specifically light for the world because it's about the Magi, the fancy word. The Look wise at men. This. Look at you are dropping some theological truth yeah, on us today. Some Magi, the, the three wise the men. Three wise the wise men. guys, right? Right. Uh, uh, which we, we'll, we'll break down at some point, I'm sure. Uh, we have to, yeah. Uh, but yeah, write it on the board. We're going to put it on our board, yeah. Uh, so anyways, but the, because they're not from the Middle East, they're from the world, they're from the East, mm-hmm. okay? So it's light for the world. So that was a huge celebration in the church, one of the first big ones, actually. Even before mm-hmm. Christmas was celebrated, they right. celebrated that. Uh, and then eventually it's leading toward a big event called the Transfiguration, which we didn't touch on, but kind of a really crazy moment in the Gospels where Jesus is what we say transfigured, a fancy mm-hmm. word. Uh, his, he's made as bright as lightning kind yes. of thing. Uh, so he's very, it's very godlike, what I think most people would imagine an encounter with God mm-hmm. would look like. And it's just with Peter, that you James, would be and John. physically changed. It would, yes. If you had that kind of close encounter with God the Father, you would not remain the same. Yep. yep, yep. That would be something you would, you would not physically be able to remain the same. Exactly. And this is accounted for in multiple gospels. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, when Jesus comes down from the hill from the transfiguration, kind of the phrase in scriptures that we cling to as we celebrate is that he turned his face toward Jerusalem, right? Leading toward set his face. the cross, yeah. right? Yeah, set his face. Set his face. Good. And so then it leads to everything we talked about. Stuff for the past familiar. couple of weeks, we've been talking about yeah. um, Palm the Sunday, triumphant Thursday. entry. Yes. Yep. And then the cross. Right. Okay. But all that said, right, and eventually after the resurrection, you have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So the church has three main things that we celebrate every single year, for mm-hmm. sure. We celebrate Jesus every Sunday. That's kind of a fun fact that I love sharing with people. We do. When the church began, they celebrated on the first day of the week, the day that Jesus rose. Right. Kind of significant. Mm-hmm. And the world still takes a break on Sundays for the most part. For the most part. Unless it's soccer practice. Anyways, uh, or now softball tournaments. There's Don't all sorts even get of tournaments. me started on that. I'm so glad my kids are past that. Right. It's it's a different world that we're living in here in yeah, Houston, especially because I have seen that. Like it's it's not necessarily everywhere It's not else. just games. It's tournaments. They hold tournaments on Easter weekend. Yep, exactly. That's not a thing. Yep. So so it's, it's so interesting. But anyways, early Christians, they celebrate on the first day of the week, Sunday, because of Jesus' resurrection. Right. And like I said, I even said, uh, 
Epiphany was celebrated before Christmas. Well, guess what was celebrated before all of that? Easter. Easter. <laughs> right? Actually, Easter. fun fact too. Another me, one. Okay. Um, I My last year of the seminary, people at Trinity know this, early on especially, I love talking about it. My last year of the seminary, I did an independent study on the church calendar, the church year, and okay. like looked into all of these. And I actually made a, my buddy and I, because we did it together, we made a manual on like how to creatively celebrate the church year. So like just things clever. to consider, mm-hmm. ways to change things up a little bit. Like, and it was so fun because like we, we had a book, uh, Journey to the Heart of God, uh, a guy with a last name I really struggle to pronounce because I think it starts with like P-T-F-O or something like that, like Fotenhauer or something like that. Um, but I loved like in my manual, I would read his stuff and then say like first celebrated in this. Cause I was trying to, I mm-hmm. love putting things on the calendar. I love it, love it, love it. Like looking at a timeline and seeing right. where things were first celebrated. Mm-hmm. So I loved getting to Easter and saying 33 AD. Right. <laughs> that was when the that resurrection, was when the resurrection was first happened. celebrated. Right. Which is fun too, Dallas. <laughs> like I, it's funny you get like this bird's eye view of watching my brain. I know, work. and it like I have full-on conversations firing back and forth. Even so quickly. this week, Dallas, uh, I was sitting there walking with a friend of mine, and I went something along the lines of, "Well, then, well, no, yep, yeah, okay." So, and then, yeah, that's right. That's exactly how it went. And she goes, "Okay, what just happened?" And this I was, just had a conversation. I did. I just had a whole conversation. And that was and, pretty quick, here's, right? Here's the end of it right That was here. five seconds. Yeah, that was good. And then I went on to explain. It was about how like, oh, I said to myself, maybe I need to go to the grocery store because I have food, but I could go over here to Panda Express or to Chick-fil-A. Those are my normally points. Oh, wait a second. You have food at home. So do I really have food at home? Yeah, I ate that this morning. I had that. Yeah, that's still there. Okay, so I can eat food at home. <laughs> we got food at home. You don't need to go out. Yeah. So, uh, Easter, Easter is a word that we use, but mm-hmm. really and truly probably the better, more clear way we can talk about what we're celebrating is by saying the resurrection. The resurrection. And even in like other parts of the world, they don't call it Easter because that's that really is a word that's connected with other practices and that are non-Christian mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But but it's not like I don't th- I don't judge anyone ever. No. And I'm not one that's like Passover or Pascha, you know, because Pascha is what they would say in Italy or something, because mm-hmm. it's talking about the great Passover right. from death to life. And mm-hmm. that's what we're hitting on. So today, as we dive in, what we wanted to do was really look at the Gospels, because all four Gospels are going to count his burial. Which his we burial, really... which, yeah, we're going to, that, and, and that was interesting for me looking at, because yeah. I, I knew this, but I didn't remember in all of its full technicolor. Like I, w- I was, because we talked a little bit about, you know, the, that there there are some three main, main, I said three, four fingers, three. <laughs> three. Numbers are super hard for me. I'm going to see you later. About three. And three. <laughs> and, but there, there are, there aren't, it's the feeding of the 5,000, the oh, crucifixion yes. and the resurrection. Okay, those are in all four gospels. And I mean, you get to see them from a different vantage point and different, you know, like a different eyewitness account, but they're there. Yeah. And and I kind of lumped the burial in between the crucifixion and the resurrection oh, and just sure. didn't, didn't pay proper attention to it. And so as I was getting ready for this and I'm looking and I went, oh man. So my Bible has headings in it uh, for different sections yeah. and different passages. And it's the burial of Jesus. Good. The burial of Jesus. And then I get to Luke's gospel, the burial and, and John, the burial. And so it was just really, it, it was really fascinating for me to go back because I think that one of our overarching themes of, of why we wanted to do this podcast is 
that the Bible is alive and active, and there's mm-hmm. always going to be something in there to catch your eye and draw your attention and and bring you closer in that maybe you and and I was raised around this. I mean, I grew yeah, up on this. Yeah. I was spoon fed Jesus from a very you know from mm-hmm, infancy, mm-hmm. and and but there's still stuff. Just I know, right? Just my head. but yeah. but there is still stuff in here that catches my eye and brings me back. You know, one of my favorite examples of this what is this uh, show, The Chosen, right? Yep. Which people love, mm-hmm. right? And I have not, I haven't dove into season three yet. I'm, I, I try, I'm behind. I start it and I'm behind. But like my favorite episode of that series mm-hmm. so far is I believe episode three of season two. And the reason is, is because I'm I'm watching it. And it, again, it's, a, it's an episode of a show. So 45, 50 minutes, something like that. I'm watching the whole thing going, because I'm a very big scriptural word guy. Yes. And now granted, there's the the title of this episode caught me because it's like Matthew 438 or something like that. I'd have to look it up to see exactly what it is. But it caught me because it, it said directly in scripture. And I'm always looking for, okay, how are what they doing? Because they're being creative. There are you have creative. There's a lot license. of creativity mm-hmm. in, in in the chosen of to try and give background and situations and stuff like that. Um, but it was really cool to watch this whole episode play out, which is essentially like the disciples are sitting around a campfire talking pretty much the whole episode. And then at the very, very end, um, Jesus comes into the camp because he has been working all day and his mom comes to help him and clean him up. And he's like, sit down and get some food. And meanwhile, like the disciples, I'm actually going to look this up. Go ahead. His, uh, what did his, you say, Matthew what? I want to say it's like Matthew 438 or something. Um, no, because no, there's, there's not, not that many verses. There's not 38 verses in Matthew chapter 4. Um, I know it is before Sermon on the Mount because they're all prepping for that, right? Um, now I'm so mad at myself for That's not okay. knowing this. I'll I don't look, have my phone on me either. I will look and you keep talking. But it's just one, it's just one little verse that is basically about like him going throughout these regions. Oh, it's okay. So it has to be Matthew 4, 23. So that's close. All right, it says, Now Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Right? That one verse. Mm -hmm. They do this whole 45, 50-minute episode. And it's giving Jesus all the attention for everything that he's doing, which is pretty incredible, right? Teaching in synagogues, preaching the good news, healing every disease and sickness. But what are the disciples doing? The the disciples. disciples doing? They're just… Hanging out. Hanging out, dreaming, talking. Mm -hmm not going about the work. And it was mm-hmm. so convicting, Dallas. But it was like how much I would always pass over that verse. Oh, yeah. Every single time I'd pass over that verse if I was reading because it's in this tiny little section that has like three verses in it. It's not seen as an event or something like that. But look at what it says. Jesus began to go all over Galilee. He taught in their synagogues. He was preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness among the people. That's a whole lot summarized in one single sentence, right? So I can see what you mean when you hit yeah. the burial and was like— And you just kind of—and and hopefully my brain is going to allow me to come back to your verse. Oh, good. Toward the—a uh, little bit later on in today's episode. Sure. Um, made me think of—made me think of some things. So I'm, I'm hopefully—I'll be able to come back to that. But let's start at— Let's go with Matthew, right? Let's start in, in Matthew. Burial, in the burial. Right? And we're going to see—that's what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John— mm-hmm. Do our best to keep it, because again, that's four Gospels, four accounts of the resurrection. You could do an hour-long teaching on each one of these. So we're going to do our best to just talk about what does the Word actually say about what happened. Right. 
in each of these places. All right. So uh, let's start Matthew and the burial. I mean, what, what do you notice right off the back? So you said that you were just so intrigued. You've been spoon-fed Jesus since mm-hmm. you were a little kid. What was it about these burial accounts that just got you? That they are, um, they're the same account. It, 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 the consistency. Oh, good. The okay. consistency sure, sure, sure. is, is we, we've talked about, um, we've talked about circular reasoning where we use the Bible to prove the Bible, um, and, and how that is not necessarily helpful sure. for, for an, for a skeptic, a critic, or somebody from the outside looking in. So you, you know, if you don't believe this book, using this book to prove this book is not going to be sure. of, of much use. Yeah. So, but as I was looking through this at the, all, all four gospels talk about Joseph of Arimathea. Yep. That, you know, Jesus went through his entire life, like his, literally his entire earthly life and didn't own anything. He wasn't, he was placed in a borrowed crib. That's so huge He was too. He was placed yeah. in a borrowed crib. He was, uh, I don't mean this in a negative, but dependent upon the welfare and charity of others to sustain and support the ministry that he did. He didn't have a house. He didn't have staff. He didn't have people cooking meals for him and feeding him, you know, just at, at, at his whatever whim. And he was placed on a borrowed cross. That cross did not belong to him. It was not, it was not going to be erected I for him. I love this. I was like, wait, where are you going to Austin? And I'm watch, like, okay, got it, got watch. it. Yeah. So we get to the first account in Matthew of Jesus's burial and this man named Joseph of Arimathea, who was also incidentally part of the convicting body, the Sanhedrin that mm-hmm. sentenced Jesus to- to Those to, trials at night that we talked about The trials at night time. that weren't legal and that, you know, chances are he wasn't there for that. This was a, it was an illegal setup to begin with. But Joseph of Arimathea goes to, to Pilate, the governor, and says, hey, I, I, I want him taken down off the cross I, so we, he can have a proper burial. Absolutely. And so what really struck me is that not only is Joseph of Arimathea named in all four gospels, there are other people named. Um, Nicodemus was named in John's sure. gospel. Yep. Okay, at the time of these writings, these happened very, very early yes. in the aftermath of the crucifixion. John a little bit later. John was a Matthew, little bit Mark later, Luke, but yes, Matthew, Mark, close. and Luke were, were very in and certainly, relative. Certainly, this, the, again, going back way toward the front of our journey together, auditory culture. Right. So even though they weren't written down no, it until was spoken. a certain point, they were so, spoken and shared all the time. Yeah, who was and there, so who was some there, of the, remember, there. some of the things that we have like on Alexander the Great, I mean, that didn't get written down in, until 300 years after he died. Mm-hmm. So, but this, this auditory culture, this, the writing down of these- the lifetime of these people. With, yeah. Within decades yep. of the actual event. And so when you name somebody, if- their that, reputations their on the reputation, line. Yeah. and you can go and check. Like I'm not going to invent a story and put your name in it and tell it to other people, that know knowing yeah. that they can go and ask, "Hey, Lee, were you with were you Dallas really? when she did this and this and this?" And you'd be like, uh, "No, I was not. That is fabricated." This is written down for the eons, yes. and and but at the time. You could go and check this out. Mm-hmm, you could go mm-hmm. and and see. Okay, well, I know that this guy's actually a person, and so that was what caught me with with the burial account in, in the Gospels is that real real names were used yes. that could be verified at during the time. 
during during a very short period of, of time for the after I also love the little, and again, this isn't going to convince any skeptic, but I also love the whole, like, if you were going to make this up, would you really give people the same name? <laughs> like, no, yeah. You really have, oh, there was this Mary and that Mary and, and then the other right. Mary and like all this other stuff. And that's another, but again, the, the, these the are women, really named that's people. another, that's another, you know, issue is that the women are, are mentioned. The women, um, at the burial were not mentioned in in John, but the women that were at the cross and at the crucifixion and the women that discovered that the tomb was empty on Easter morning. Right. Um, if, if you were constructing- You'd make um, it men. You wouldn't make it you women You wouldn't make then. it women There's because no we did yeah. not hold a very high social position. I mean, you wouldn't call me for a- uh, a legal witness in a in a in a court of law because right, I was un- right. a woman would be unreliable, and but it but but the women are there through and, these massively and again, major what another important great events. Topic to add because you have like the the woman in Sam- um, Samaria, like all this other stuff. So that'll be a fun one when we get into some really interesting topics down the line. Right. But yeah, so here you have like like for instance, Matthew mentions yeah. Mary Magdalene, the other Mary. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, were seated there facing the tomb. The next day which followed the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate. Sir, we remember that while this deceiver was still alive, he said, after three days, I'll rise again. So give orders the tomb be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come steal him, tell the people he has been raised from the dead and the last deception will be worse than the first. Uh, Pilate said, you have a guard of soldiers. Go and make it secure as you know. They went and secured the tomb by setting a, a seal on the stone and placing the guard. And I really appreciate uh, modern or a recent, I don't want to say modern, but recent films about the resurrection mm-hmm. where they've really, there's been so much research y'all on what was this seal? What all was involved? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and too, like I've been to Gordon's to myself. I think I've talked about that on the podcast already. And the idea of this was a, a rolling tomb. This right. wasn't just, there's really cute little, what do you call them for kids that you make? Like a ma, ma Mobile? No, it's not mobile. No, it's a it, diorama. Oh, yes, diorama. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're really cute, and that rock's really easy to move. But like, no, 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 for no. real. Especially because you're burying a dead body in here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna stink. You need it to seal. You need it to seal. Mm-hmm. You need this to be done. I mean, similar to what we do in in modern times with burials and stuff like that. There's right. a whole lot of work that goes into. Mm-hmm. So, so this was. This, but the the modern adaptations, the recent adaptations in films, have gone at lengths to say. Like, no, there's ropes involved. There's wax seals. There's wax, seals a wax seal. With, with like the Roman mm-hmm. seal on it, like to make sure. Like crime scene tape, you know, that. Well, but that's that weak. You, but like, uh, but but to say this is official. This is yes. official. Okay, good. Not for the strength of it. No, like, not for oh, the strength Dallas. of it. I don't know. Duct tape <laughs> is pretty, pretty. I saw the crime scene tape, so I knew I couldn't go I in couldn't there. couldn't go in. Yeah. But it makes it official with the Roman seal. It makes it official because and, they don't want that broken. And there's guards. Yeah. Right? So yep. that they're all there. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite one recently is the movie Risen. Have you seen Risen? No, I've not. It's really interesting because it's not attempting to uh, retell the biblical side of things. But it also doesn't dramatize, which is so interesting because hmm. you think of like The Passion of the Christ, highly oh, dramatic man. film, music, visual, mm-hmm. uh, light and dark and the all this sounds, stuff. Just yes. sounds, not necessarily music, but… S- yes, and the sounds of the crucifixion. Mm. Well, Risen starts and Jesus is already dead. It starts in the tomb. It starts. It starts on the cross, like oh, similar okay. to this episode. And they left him. On they the left cross. him there. It's actually where it happened. That's okay. so funny. Oh man! Connect dots. Yeah. Uh, so he's on the cross. They go to 
break his legs. They don't because mm-hmm. we did all that last we week. We did all so that. So it starts a little bit before our podcast did. But then they take him down. Joseph of Arimathea comes. You get the fullness of uh, the Romans and how they felt about this. This was their job. But you have the centurion that's going to be referenced in mm-hmm. Mark um, who's standing there going, like, I can't believe this I can't believe happened. we just did this. Yeah. And, and, and you hear about, similar to the people that weren't there, mm-hmm. heard about what happened. But then eventually, right, this centurion who's trying to figure it out, played by Voldemort's brother, uh, Phoenix. Uh, oh, Fines. Fines. Okay, I never Ralph. Say Ralph. Uh, Joe. Is, is Ralph. Joseph. I don't know. They're. I can't remember which one's Voldemort, which one's not. But it's Voldemort's brother that okay, got plays. It. Sorry for really confusing people. Someone's laughing. They're. And somebody yeah. is shaking their head going, these two. Yes, yes. But anyway, so so that, but I love it because they take him to the tomb and you have this. And even like at the resurrection, you don't get to see the resurrection. You get to see the aftermath. And similar to what our experience is reading these words of this this whole, this message was spread. They knew who it was. They're looking for them. And you're like, you have the guards at the tomb and you have a guy, you don't get to see it happen. But you get to see the guard at the tomb describe like, because the guy goes and looks at the ropes and they were just snapped. Like, how is this humanly possible? It, it wasn't cut. It nope, was snapped. snapped. All this other stuff. So it's so interesting, just the, mm-hmm. the creative license there. But to say this was super official. Very official. Nobody was getting in and there were guards. And nobody was getting out. And they were already I mean, worried. Was, exactly. Nobody was going to get out. It was like the the same thing with the crucifixion. Like, you did not walk off of a cross. You did not come down off a cross and walk away. That was their job is to make sure that the cross was effective. So the same thing when they put you in the ground, you weren't going to leave the grave. Like this was their job, these these the guards, the yep, soldiers, yep. to make sure that nobody walked out of that. Of, and of Dallas, that what tomb. happens if you didn't do your job? Oh, you yourself would be in the grave next to it. Exactly. You get killed it was, too because that's, punishable that's by how death. much of this is such a big deal. And yeah. the Romans, as we talked about, great at killing. Yeah. Right? Really, really good at it. Really good at exercising the right arm of yep. Rome. So, all right. So, we're still in Matthew. What happens? What do you notice here in Matthew's account of the resurrection in Matthew 28? I know you have wonderful notes. So, I was like. No, I I have I have Joseph of Arimathea. I have the women. And um, and that, 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 that the, the women were there sitting opposite the tomb. So, they good. watched all of this. Yep. They, at the, they at the watched, burial piece. They, but, but, yeah taking a step into the third day. The third day. Which I always love saying, like, it's so funny. Like, uh, and again, this is no knock on anyone, but I'm so, I'm a big, what's the word guy? What does the scripture actually say? Mm-hmm. I sometimes hear people say, well, three days later. And I'm like, no, well, no. No, on the third day. It on was the, the third, third day. day. It yes. was It was the third day. Yes. It, it, you have to understand and have some sort of, of uh, grasp that time was measured, uh, you know, we didn't have, they didn't have Apple yes. watches. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. time was was measured a, a little bit differently. I mean, you still had the day mm-hmm. cycle, um, but sunrise and sunset, any any part that of that was, constituted yeah, a day. was the start was of the a day. Was the start of, a, a, of yes. a new day. Yeah. And, and so we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the third day. Right. So he was crucified on a Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. which would be pre-sundown mm-hmm. one. Yep. Okay, then you go sundown to sundown, two, mm-hmm. and then on the third day. The third day. In the morning. Of the third day. Yes. Yeah, good. we have. So we have. so I just love pointing that out, right? So uh, in the first day of the week, mm-hmm. that's, that's the way Matthew says it here. You got Mary Magdalene, the other Mary going to the tomb because they were already there. Yep. You have mm-hmm. this violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone. So these women witnessed this piece. I was sitting on it. 
Uh, his appearance was like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken by fear of him, they became like dead men. So Matthew's getting that moment that's not in risen, that like what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Angel told the women, don't be afraid because I know you're looking for Jesus who's crucified. He's not here for he has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I've told you. And again, he sent women. He sent women. Yeah. And what so did the disciples do? Yeah. They and, were like, um, really? Right. And they questioned it. They so questioned and you'll it. see in other in yeah. other accounts, you'll see that there's this like uh they go to see for themselves. Yeah, they right? do. They have to. Uh, it says, so departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then Jesus met them. So they're going to tell the news. Jesus meets them, mm-hmm. says greetings. They came up, took hold of his feet and worshiped him. We talked Which about we the talked about that. They that. don't, you, you can't worship idols. You can only, your worship is only reserved for God. For God. God. Right. Then Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. Mm-hmm. He's sending them again uh, to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. Uh, and then you have Matthew accounts the soldiers bribed to lie. Yep. Uh, he says, as they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. And after the priests had assembled with elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, say this. And his, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. Still this punishable reaches, by death. Still punishable by death. Uh, if this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble, mm-hmm. right? They took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been spread among Jewish people to this day, so right. to the day that, that Matthew has been sharing these things. So pretty big deals pretty, yeah. and a lot of details. Matthew, again, speaking to a crowd of people that know the history of Israel, right. know their scriptures pretty well. right? And, and again, Matthew, good Jew, they worshiped him. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. And so I I have a tendency when I'm reading, especially the Old Testament, you know, some of the Old Testament, the heroes of the Old Testament. So you got Moses and Abraham and all that. I told you about my book, right? And No heroes. No heroes. We'll get there. There's only one hero. His there's name only is one Jesus. hero. Okay, okay. Good. All so right, the, go. thank you <laughs> the heroes for of the Old Testament. derailing me. The not so heroes of the Old Testament. Is that we often take their humanity out of it. You know, well, Moses. Good. And that's my whole point. Moses yeah. led the people out. Well, no, no he, he really didn't. <laughs> but even when you look at, at all of the things that Moses was able to accomplish with God's help, yes, he threw all of his faults up there. He's like, I can't speak to these people. I stutter. I can't do this. I, you know, and Abraham, oh my goodness. I mean, Genesis is such dysfunction. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, relatively easy to take the humanity out of some of the most notable and I hate to use the word famous, but the most well-recognized accounts in the Bible. So when you get to the burial, so we have discussed, you know, the stone and that this was going to be a major undertaking. We get to resurrection day, the third day, and we look in Mark's gospel, skipping, you're already here in Mark, and that the women are there and they're talking amongst themselves. They said, who's going to roll the stone away for oh, us? Oh, sure, once they get there so on the So that was yeah. a, a very, you know, because they were there to prepare Jesus's body for actual burial, that they, they placed him in the tomb because it was the Passover and they couldn't, he couldn't be up on the Sabbath. So now it's the next day and they're going to actually like prepare his body. So they've got all of these spices and things. Well, they can't even do that if they can't roll the stone away. Good, yeah. So that is something that I really appreciated from Mark that it was in Mark chapter 16 that who's who's going to roll the stone away for us? Well, 
And I love uh, a detail even before that, right? I love that Mark gives us this detail. Mark, again, being Peter's gospel. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of been following Peter. We would call him John Mark. That's who we understand him to be. Uh, Verse 43 of chapter 15 says, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, who himself was looking forward to the kingdom of God. Interesting Mm -hmm. detail. Came and boldly went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Interesting detail, verse 44. Pilate was surprised he was already dead. Going right. back to all your fun details. All my of, fun details. Uh uh-uh, uh, he ain't supposed to be dead. He, yeah. It, it ain't supposed to be quick. It's not, it's supposed to be very long, painful, and drawn out. Yes. Days. Summon, days. Summoning the centurion, the soldier, uh, he asked him whether he had already died. When he found out from the centurion, he gave the corpse to Joseph, right? And he brought linen cloth. He did all this, but they didn't have the time, right? Mary, the mother of, oh, I, I've not ever noticed this name either. Uh, Joseph. Yeah, that's a new one for me. Is that weird to say? No. I know I've read Mark no, a million I mean, we've, different we've times. We've read it, but that's how just much not do something. I just, I just skip, right? I just skip with my eyes. That's so funny how our eyes can do that for us. All right, so then you have the detail of the women coming who will roll this stone away. What a fun detail Mark gives us. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I love so how historically Mark ends. Right, on in verse 8. Yes, yeah. and, and this is going to throw some people, but it doesn't throw me, Dallas. I don't know why it doesn't throw okay. me. But basically, Mark's gospel, historically, we like to keep Mark's gospel, Mark's gospel. So in other words, what Mark wrote down. Now, that means that verses 9 through uh, 20. 20 in here probably weren't written by Mark. Now, when I say that, Dallas, this is what I've I have had. Did I tell you about like a student I had one time that just got in a big fit over this and John 8 um, about these moments where probably weren't written by these gospel writers. So this is what this student did to me. They said, so it's all a lie. <laughs> and I said, well, that's kind of a big jump. It's a really big. So it's not saying that 9 through 20 didn't happen. No. Right? I would acknowledge It's like the an stuff, editor's note. Yeah. I would acknowledge that the stuff in 9 through 20 happened. I'm just saying Mark most likely did not write it down. So I don't consider it part of Mark's gospel. So I'm not saying it's a lie because like, like, well, and that's what I tried to point out in this student. I don't know why they were on a tirade, Dallas, that they were. Um, but I needed a snack. My Bible tells me mm-hmm. some of the earliest manuscripts conclude with 16.8. So all the English translations these days do this to say, we don't want to deceive you. We're not trying to deceive you. We just know historically for whatever reason, 9 through 20, they were carried around with Mark after a certain point. Mm -hmm. So we don't really think this was Mark, but it doesn't change now. But that does drastically change where Mark goes with this. So you have that situation of the women saying, who are going to do this? Yep. And it says, looking up, uh, they noticed that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe sitting on the right side. They were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he told them. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they put him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. They went out and ran to the tomb because trembling and astonishment overwhelmed them. And they said nothing to anyone since they were afraid. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to Christ. Yeah, praise to you, Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. It's such an interesting way to end. But kind of the point is, I, I loved, uh, I kind of joked that one of my professors at seminary was Mark because of mm. how well he knew Mark. He was the guy that taught a Bible study at his church on the gospel of Mark and taught it for 18 years. Oh. 
Yeah. So That's kids very would leave familiar. for college and then come back. So some days they would only spend time with one. And Mark, the shortest of the gospels. Right. He spent 18 years talking about it. Um, but what's so interesting is, and, and he points this out, kind of the cool thing is the last one who did share uh, a positive declaration about Jesus was the centurion uh, at the cross. Because once he, once he dies uh, at the death of Jesus, uh, you hear uh, the centurion say, truly this man was the son of God. And that's really the journey of Mark that is going to. Mark is starting with the question of who is this guy? And by the end of it, the last declaration of who he is, is he is the son of God, right? So it's interesting. But you also have these other fun little pieces, mm-hmm. right? There's women that come to the tomb. You have now Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, right, are all coming to bring those spices. So so it's one of those that there was probably a lot of commotion on that first day of the week because, well, Dallas, why did they wait? Passover. Good. Yeah, so they couldn't. No, this they, was they could not. Being, being Friday, mm-hmm. sundown, mm-hmm. you were starting the Sabbath, and not just the Sabbath, but the, the Passover. Passover Sabbath. So the yeah. very first time you could come was 24 hours, mm-hmm. well, really more than 24 hours after right. he died. Right. Get him in the tomb, but you had to wait 24 hours sundown to sundown mm-hmm. to be able to do anything at all. So mm-hmm. that's why they waited until that morning. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything else? And go tell disciples and Peter. And Peter and... And didn't we talk about this a little bit? Maybe we did uh, for Jesus's arrest that Peter denied him three times. Sure, yes. So here yep. we see Peter reinstated mm-hmm. and we see Peter brought back in well, what's to, so fun to is, the, the is, flock. Yes, and this is Peter's gospel. And so that's mm-hmm. how you see it reinstated here. What's so fun is watching John describe it. Because like when you read John's account of the resurrection, you see this like brotherly rivalry between John and Jesus. That's so fun. So yeah, let, let's we'll Go skip to over to that. Let's yeah, see if there's anything to... else. Yeah, but the similar message, right? Jesus right. is risen. We know his body's we, not there. Oh, right. fun fact before we leave. So that time that I'd been, I'd gone to Israel and been to Gordon's tomb. I loved it because I, I shared the full story on another episode. So definitely check it out. But essentially they had said, we don't know if this is the exact place um, but we do know is he's not here, right? I loved that right. message. Yeah. But the other cool part was walking into Gordon's tomb. You walk in and where would you have placed the body? In Gordon's tomb. On the right side. Because it was clear there's these two little like shelves. And it was so it was like when it's this detail of walked in, looked to the right, and there was a man sitting there. It's like, it was so cool to step into this right. place that it very well could have been, which was in the area that Joseph of Arimathea would have a tomb. Mm-hmm. So there's so many details that tell us that was the tomb, but I love the message of that place. It's not important about the tomb. The important part is that he's not That he's here. not there. All right. Like that's the thing is that he's not there. So we're going to jump ahead. Yeah, go uh, to John. We're going to jump ahead to John. And I am, I'm in the middle of, a, of an in-depth Bible study myself on the book of John. So I'm going to spend about 30 weeks. I thought you were about to say 30 minutes right now. <laughs> I'm going to spend 30 minutes. No, I'm going to spend 30 weeks with the gospel of John. Good. And which is really, I mean, it's, you know, cause that's my favorite gospel. I like, I like John. I've come, I actually did. Do you know, I did a reading plan on John probably four years ago. So a Bible reading plan and that Bible reading plan made me deeply appreciate it. Was, it was COVID actually. So it was like, what do we do? How do we do things? Oh no, it might've been 2019. It was, it was leading into COVID and it was a really cool walk through John because like I hear like you get used to hearing what is John about, what is John about, mm-hmm. what is John about, and you, and every pastor, every teacher is going to have their different things, but I zeroed in in my reading plan on the word life, life and light. Yes, mm-hmm. well I know everybody has light. Everyone loves light and darkness, mm-hmm. 
But it's so cool to also follow that word life Mm -hmm. because of how important it is for, and so the title of it was that they may have life Mm. because you have that great powerful that they may have life and have it abundantly. Right. But it's really cool. Even here in the the final chapters, we'll see. Uh, Anyways, so you have the same burial. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the the women that are there at 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 the first of the day. Oh, but the burial even, right? Oh, the so, burial, yes. So you have Joseph and Marimathia. You get yep. an extra detail. He asked, uh, he asked, uh, he was a secret disciple, mm-hmm. is what we're told. Joseph and Marimathia, who's a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because his fear of the Jews. Right. He's the one that uh, went for Pilate. Pilate gave him permission. Nicodemus helped Nicodemus, him out. Nicodemus, my, my guy, Nick at night. Nick at night, right? Nick Why do you night, say Nick at night? Tell because people. Because Nicodemus came and had some questions for Jesus but he came at night. In John chapter in, oh, three. Don't do that. No, it's three. No, this three. is important, right? Yeah. Because John 3, 16 is a uh, part of the conversation. Yes, that is with a part Nicodemus. of the conversation. That's yes. why, that's why I, I always challenge okay, people Okay, now I won't it. forget that. Yeah, Nick at night is Nick John Nick at night is John, yes. Yeah, good. Uh, they did the, the burial stuff. Uh, it says there was a garden in the place where he was crucified. Mm-hmm. A new tomb was placed in, tomb. in the garden. No one had yet been placed, the borrowed tomb. The borrowed tomb. Um, they placed Jesus there since the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby. Okay, mm-hmm. then we get to the first day of the week. Yep. We've got Mary Magdalene present and accounted for, for mm-hmm. in, in all the Gospels. Um, and, uh, and then— She uh, sees the tomb. She sees the tomb, and she goes running to Simon Peter. Yes. Peter. Peter, yeah. And, uh, and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. Okay, so in John's gospel, when he's referring to himself, he will he doesn't call himself by name. So yes. when you're if you're confused when you're reading John's gospel and you see that he he mentions John by name, he's referring to John the Baptist. He's not referring to himself. He yes. is uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Yep. And so Mary comes up and she's running to Peter and and John, John the 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 author of the gospel. And uh, and she's they've taken him away. I don't know where he is. And I love this stuff though, right? Verse three and four. This is my favorite. This is that brotherly rivalry. Yes. So John is writing this. Yep. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out heading for the tomb. The two were running together, okay. but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Okay, so you want to know my thoughts on that? What you thought? I just like that John just wanted people to know he was faster than he Peter. Was, well, he was younger. Interesting. He was okay, younger. Okay. He was most likely the youngest of the disciples. Which makes sense. He lived the longest. He lived the longest. Well, but also well, because but he wasn't he wasn't brutally murdered. He and wasn't yeah, martyred. Yeah. Martyred. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, because I was thinking about that if in my head, and this is this is purely on on my own interpretation. This is not biblical. That's so interesting. Though. That but that Peter, I when Are I you see Peter old people can't run. I'm saying I absolutely could not run. That there is, you pick a kid on the on the the childhood early childhood playground, they could outrun me in a heartbeat. And but but that's the thing is, so I see Peter as mature, as you know, roughly the same age as Jesus. But I see John as a teenager. Interesting. And teenagers are fast. I mean, they're fast. And but it is funny that 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 they had this yeah, because they I were just both. Love in, that John wanted people to. They know were he both won. in Jesus's inner circle. You've yes, got Peter, James, and yeah. John. And they were they Which would be goes there. To, are you ready for this? Like the the one of the pieces that's not. I think I've shared this because it's one of my favorite fun facts too. Uh, the story that's not because you're about to get Peter's full fold restoration. Yes, like all of this yes. stuff. So so he's really going to lean into it. and Peter really needed to be forgiven because <laughs> he betrayed Jesus. So there's that piece too. Guess what conversation is not in John's gospel that is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke? Tell me. Who is the greatest? So there's a moment, friends, where, where like, so it's different places, but it's most likely in the upper room mm-hmm. uh, on, on Monday, Thursday, where the disciples are arguing among themselves, 
who's the greatest who's gonna, among them? Who, uh, and who's who's going to sit, sit at, at my right at hand? Right who's going to sit at the left? You know, because mm-hmm. we're the inner circle. And the argument is starting between James and John, John the sons of Zebedee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's so fun to me that John doesn't include that in his gospel. Because he got shot down. It makes, well, I mean, it makes it, him look bad, It right? makes him look bad, yeah. I'm sitting there going, who's the greatest? Jesus, got it. Next, right? Next, right. <laughs> like, and they're like, no, 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 no. No, no, between us. Pick, and, pick us. One, one, you, you, and you, you think about it, Monday, Thursday, the upper room. Yep. What does Jesus then do that night that John does record? He washes their feet. Washes their feet. It's mm-hmm. not about who's first and who's last, but John doesn't lead into that. No. With that. But when you connect those dots, it's yeah. huge. Again, it shows the humanity. Conversation. It, yeah. It's showing, I mean, you can look and when you when you read for entertainment purposes, just to read it. Miss if you're, the details. You yeah. miss the details. Okay, so you're reading because this is a really great story. This oh, is like yeah. a this is like a Hollywood blockbuster. I mean, you know, if you need something, look here. Betrayal, love, all of it. I mean, incest, sacrifice, all the other, you know, the the terrible things that go along with humanity <laughs> In that the Bible, make us the fullness of the Bible. The fullness not, of the not Bible. The life of Jesus. No, but, no, yes. not the life of Jesus, but yeah. the fullness of the Bible. But you miss some of those details. But yes. when you read it to like really digest it and really absorb what what is in there. You can strip away the um, the the grandioseness of like a fight scene, sure. But you can look at the humanity that's there because this was written for us. Yes. This was written for us so that real we people, might very real get, people that yeah, God worked with, and that he he very loves normal us. People. He wants us to be in this relationship with him, and he doesn't yes. use these holier than thou people. He uses sinners that are going to sit around and look their savior in the eye and go, who gets to sit at your right hand? Mm-hmm. Is it me or my brother? Right. Who is it going to be? You know, and it's all about power and control and all because these that's all we know here and in the kingdom of God. That is, he has the power. He has the control of it. and we wouldn't want it any other way. No, I don't want it. Yeah. But that's all we know here. And it, and it's just, it's so in, I don't know. It's interesting for me. No, that's so good. All right. So they go, uh, they saw linen cloths lying there, but he did not go all right, Go in. Uh, he followed Simon Peter. And that's another reason I think he's the younger. Because he, he followed Simon. He afterward. followed yeah. He followed Peter in, but you know that you're all brave and, and strong until you get right down to it. And you're like, okay, you go first. Yeah. You, you go. So then you have the details that I've seen preachers love picking up on for Easter sermons, right? Okay. Uh, he following him, Simon Peter came, entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was mm-hmm. folded up in a separate place by, by it. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, there's the detail again, yep. then also went in, saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. The disciples returned to the place that they were staying. So this idea that it was folded up, it wasn't just that like, they rambunctiously went in to steal the body out of the and way. And just threw the, the, he rose. the cloths to the side. You know? Yeah, he rose. He rose and he Deliberately. Went. Like it was a deliberate, this was a deliberate action. Mm-hmm. And then you have the detail of uh, Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. right? So similar, there's a little more detail given in John about Mary's visit. Mm-hmm. So she, so, because uh, who was it up here? Yeah, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb while it was still dark. Uh, and then she went running to Simon Peter um, but Mary stood outside the tomb, uh, crying. Uh, and as she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. So this is after the guys have left. She saw two angels sitting there where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken my Lord away. Uh, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. And this is part of that. The resurrected body of Jesus is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Similar to like how we can't quite yet understand the fullness of what it means that the whole world is going to be 
made new, right? We right. talked about that in the yep. big picture of scripture episode. Um, we don't fully understand all of how Jesus operates in his resurrected body, but we no. know it's Jesus and we know right. it's a body. All right. Woman, uh, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who is that you're seeking? Uh, supposing he was the gardener, she uh, replied, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will uh, take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary called her name and she recognizes him. Called her by name. Yeah. Okay, so that's something that we have talked about in multiple episodes is how important a name sure, is. Sure, yes. Yeah. And that here we have the phrase that gets under your skin, my fire-breathing God, okay? <laughs> my my fire-breathing God. It just God, resonates with I, me. I, it yeah. just, and, and he's this all-powerful, but he knows her name. He knows yes. my name. He knows your name. This big old God, creator of all of things. everything. Yeah. But yeah. he knows each one of us on a very personal, very personal level. And that is that is really overpowering. I mean, like that makes that makes my stomach drop um, to think that that he's got and he's not calling my name like all of my names like first, middle, last because I'm in trouble. Sure, he by calls first name, yeah. he calls my name by first name, and and I just think that's beautiful. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So Jesus tells her, "Hey, don't cling to me. Go tell the disciples a little bit more, uh, and uh, don't don't cling to me because I got to send. We'll talk about that in our next episode for sure. But then Jesus, this is this is what's really cool, and it's good then that we're going to get end on Luke two, not well, not yeah, Luke, Luke chapter two, two but Luke <laughs> as well, um, because you have this whole thing of the disciples are commissioned. He comes to them. He mm-hmm. breathes on them. Uh, says, receive the Holy Spirit." Uh, but then you have this whole Thomas thing. So mm-hmm. Thomas isn't there. And so you have this moment where Jesus comes to the disciples. Thomas isn't there. You have this breathing on of the Holy Spirit. He comes to him and they're in a, a room with locked doors. Yes. And again, the whole I resurrected mean, that, body. The resurrected body thing. How does this thing. operate? Well, and he's God. So. But he comes to him in a place of fear. There's mm-hmm. something to say. And the very first thing he says multiple times. Don't be afraid. Peace be with you. Mm-hmm. Right. First thing he says, peace being that like Hebrew word shalom. shalom which means wholeness or completeness. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of fear, he says, wholeness, Mm -hmm. be yours, right? From me. From me, Uh, And so you have, eventually though, he shows up and, and well, Thomas shows back up and says, if I don't see the nail marks in his hands and I don't put my hand in his side, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to believe you. So eventually he shows back up. And we did get into this on the the True God, True Man episode. We did. Of eventually Jesus does show up he says, put your hand into my side, mm-hmm. put your hand into the nail marks right here. And Thomas says, my Lord and my God, mm-hmm. right? So you have that piece that's really, really cool. Thomas gets this bad rep for being Mr. The Doubter. Doubting like, Thomas. Who wouldn't? Uh, yeah, it'd be, it's a little hard to understand because they were there. I mean, a lot, they, were, they, they saw what had happened. And those that didn't see what happened, you couldn't not know about it that weekend. That was all anybody was talking about. And we talked about Lazarus, like that moment, like yep. when it comes time for them to go to Jerusalem, even though they said, oh no, Thomas is the one who says, let's go with him to die with him. Yeah. Right? So Mr. Commit it, Thomas. Okay. Yeah. But it's easy to commit to something before it actually, the rubber is starts meeting the road Well, but and, even, in, but in theory. Well, but see in that one though, he's going to Jerusalem saying, if we follow Jesus there, we're going to die gonna too. Die. So I'm sitting there like he there is wrong. commitment. It's just the whole, like- this idea that mm-hmm. Jesus rose from the dead is one of those things that doesn't make sense nope. in the world that we're living because dead people don't rise. Yeah. Okay. But again, like I'll go back to places we've been on the podcast before. Like there's so many things like life itself, how our bodies operate without us having to think about it. All these things, why we have fingerprints, why all this, why all this. 
that just even where did all of this come from? That's going to make your head hurt too. Yeah. Right. So I think that's why, uh, and the faith that God has given me, that's why I'm so open to the miraculous, right? That, yeah. that, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus raised himself from the dead. And you see this, right? And then you get this really cool kind of, um, kind of a, an epilogue a little bit, uh, too. Well, and actually John does have an epilogue, but this whole, uh, purpose statement by John. And this is what I love to connect him back to your love for John in your study. Mm -hmm. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of disciples that are not written in this book, on this this, uh, scroll, this rhyme. But these are written, why? That you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, belief is another key word for John, you may have life in Mm -hmm. his name. Right? So he kind of comes full circle. And then you have this whole, what we've been alluding to the whole time, of, a, of another appearance to the uh, disciples, revealing himself to them uh, by the seashore. Like they're fishing and he's walking in Galilee. Um, he says, throw the net to the other side. They throw and they catch a whole bunch of fish. They know it's Jesus. Peter storms over to him. And then you have this restoration of Peter. Like right. three times Jesus asks him, do you love me, Simon? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Take so care it's of my like, because uh, you think sheep. about it, and someone's going, mm-hmm. okay, if you're brand new to this, why is that a powerful question? Because Peter was Mr. Bold, courageous all the way through, and then he denied him three times. The night of his, his all of Jesus's trials. And so if anyone is questioning whether or not Peter loves Jesus, it's Peter. Yeah. <laughs> if I really loved him, would I really have would denied him? Would I really him? have denied him when he needed me? Yeah. You know? But. John or Jesus comes full circle and mm-hmm. saying, "No, Peter, I'm restoring you. You're yep. good. You're you're." And it's so funny. Then too, you have that. Uh, that, that the, since we tied, tapped into it, we might we might as well finish it. Verse okay. twenty of the last chapter of John's Gospel. So Peter turned around and saw the disciple Jesus loved, following them, the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and asked, "Lord, who is the one that's going to betray you?" So John is claiming that he said that. Mm-hmm. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, "Lord, what about?" him. Uh, If I want him to remain until I come, Jesus answered, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So this rumor spread uh, to the brothers and sisters that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not tell him that he would not die. But if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? Uh, And then you have, this is the disciple who testifies to these things who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if every one of them were written down, I suppose not even the world itself could contain the books that could be written. And that's where John ends. ends yeah. So you have this cool brotherly relationship that's attested to, mm-hmm. but then I love that he points it all the way into that too. Yep. You ready for Luke? Yeah, let's do Luke. Luke's great, y'all, because um, you have the Emmaus Road interaction. Yep. So you have, yes, the burial. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Are there any fun new? The, no, I don't think there's anything um, that we haven't we haven't really really talked to. We have that we've not talked about. I mean, Joseph is called good and righteous. Yep. Okay, remember the Sanhedrin from Arimathea, a Judean town. Mr. Luke's going to give you all the details yep. you need to and know. And he is going to tell us that they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Good, there so, you go. So, so again, it was, it's giving you all those answers that we were filling mm-hmm. in for y'all. Luke's like, don't worry. Don't I want worry, I got everybody this. to know yeah. all these things. So then the same thing, they're bringing the spices. Yep. Uh, they, they drop the spices. Uh, you have this encounter uh, telling them, why don't do you, you remember what you he said already? For the, for the living among the dead. Yeah, and remember what he mm. said? He said he yeah. would die and rise three days later. Um, and you have a whole, all the women there again, um, 
verse 11, but these words seemed like nonsense to them and they mm-hmm. did not believe the women. Uh, Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. When he stooped to look in, he saw only linen cloth, so he went away amazed at what happened. So John paints that fuller picture of everything that happens there. But then you have this encounter with the Emmaus disciples. And essentially what happens here, guys, is that there's these other people that we, we haven't really met. Like I always get so impressed by this. Um, uh, they're walking together uh, and we get their names. Where are their names? At? Uh, the one named Cleopas. Uh, he asks him a question, right? Because they're basically, basically the resurrected Jesus is following behind these two disciples. And they're discussing everything that's happened. The death of Jesus, like they've just been celebrating Passover this week. So strange, man. I mean, we started with this like, celebration where they killed him by the end of it. And Jesus, being and, this kind of disguised-ish yep. type thing, says, what are y'all talking about? And Cleopas says, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened in these days? He's saying this to Jesus. Humanity. See, that's yes. us in our in our arrogance and in our humanity going, dude, where have you been? Yes. Jesus you- is like, well, I've kind of been saving humanity. So um, the, the Hope Living Translation would, just, would say this. And then Cleopas said, dude, are you living under a rock? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where have you been? Where have you been? Are How you the you only one? How do you not know one? what's happened? Yeah. Because this was such a public event. It was super public. It was yeah. super, super public. And so then Jesus, Mr. Questions. See, I Hi. love questions because Jesus loves questions. Like if anyone knows what's happened, it's the man who died and rose again, right? right. That's what's happening here. Yeah. So then he says, what things? And then they tell him, well, this, this, I just love the words. They said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who the prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some of the women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the woman had said, but they didn't see him. And then Jesus said, uh, but again, the stranger walking on the road with them says, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all of the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Question mark. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. So Jesus says, don't you know the word says? Yep. What a good passage for what's the word, right? He's looking at this and he's saying, y'all, how much the disciples can you be? The disciples. See, you can't unsee that now. It's the disciples. No, ever since you first said it, I'm like, every time I hear disciples, even on like the radio, I'm like, oh, that's all the disciples. The disciples. So, but then eventually like they get to a town and Jesus, uh, I don't like pretend sounds deceptive. What's the word? Um, uh, they came near and he gave the impression he was yeah. going farther. Right. Yeah. So, so you see, he's kind of like, ah, no, I won't. Well, eventually he comes in with them. He takes up their invitation to eat with them. And when he breaks bread, that's <laughs> when they know this is just Jesus. Like I open. can't believe this. And, and we then, just said what to him? We just, what was our tone? What did we just do? Exactly. Yeah. And in that moment, he disappears. Again, interesting resurrected body. What does all this mean? Okay. But he did that before his, he was crucified too. He, he would disappear. Um, or he would find he would a way find away. Find a way yeah. away yeah, that exactly. it was that that when the the Roman ruler Roman rulers the Jewish ruler were trying to stone him. Sure, he on the, vanished. On the, the cliff I mean, by he Nazareth. just yeah, yeah, he just kind of kind of went away. So I mean, I've got a lot of questions. So when I I mean when I when I get there, I hope I remember all of my questions. Oh yeah, yeah. And be like, okay, well, we'll have a little bit of time to be able to ask to, him. to try and jog my memory. <laughs> but I mean, it it 
so again, I just go back to the fact that he's God. So sure, but he in that has moment too, right? Abilities I mean, and capabilities that we can't even begin to process. But particularly this post-resurrection yes, stuff. The post-resurrection. He, his, yeah. He's capable of things that we don't fully understand right, right. now. And again, someone's like, I don't believe that. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yeah. Okay. So if we believe that, let's consider a little bit more of the fullness. And right. again, rose from the dead with his nail marks, with his, his side. injury in the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then after he leaves, they say, weren't our hearts just burning? When he was talking about the scriptures, it was kind of this like, we should have known We should have known. Yeah. And then you have this beautiful moment too, where again, you have a resurrection appearance where Jesus says, peace be with you enters the locked room type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does the same thing. He explains everything in the scriptures, the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms. Uh, and then he tells them to go uh, and get ready for what happens next. Right. And so we're going to talk about that on our, on our next, our next episode. episode. We're yep. going to, I'm glad that we ended with Luke. I'm glad we I, ended I love, with Luke. And we didn't plan on no, that. No, we did so not. Kind of we did that. not plan on that. And because I think we're on our next episode, next time on What's the Word, Next Let's think time. of a radio What's drama. That's great. That yeah, but we're gonna pick up with Acts. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna jump well, right into it. We're gonna finish Luke. We're gonna finish Yeah, Matthew. we gotta we gotta finish this. Because there's really cool stuff in Matthew yes, too. So maybe we'll start with Matthew, then we'll go into Luke Acts mm-hmm. uh, and just see kind of what happens next. Because what happens next is what we refer to as the ascension. And our listeners have heard this from us. He came, he died, he rose, he ascended. He's coming back. And he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And it's our full intention to look at um, the he ascended and he's coming back pieces yeah. a little more fuller than we got to do on that initial episode. Right, right. But even before we do that and we kind of close out, mm. I did love the fact that you were pointing my attention to 1 Corinthians uh, oh, 15. 15. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, we have the gospel writers, but you also have this like really important dude named Paul. Right. Who himself is, I think, one of the greatest witnesses of the resurrection because mm-hmm. he went from persecuting the Jesus followers. Like to, killing them, not just, you know, bullying them on the sidewalk, but but imprisoning them and and sentencing them. I mean, that was like, this was a big deal. He was there when the first martyr was killed and yes. he was giving his approval. I mean, yes. he was like, yeah, good job guys. Wait, you know, exactly. team Pharisee. So he's, he's team, team destroy the movement yes, of Jesus. Absolutely. And then he became leader of the moment. Of, well, Jesus is the leader of the moment of movement of Jesus, but, but of the, Paul was the church. a really big megaphone he, for that. Yeah. I mean, just, just really yeah. big. And so I know you like history and you like timelines and sure. things like that. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but Paul's letters to the Corinthians, this letter, first Corinthians, the letter, some to, of the earlier stuff, some of the, some yeah. of the early stuff, um, predates some of the gospels that were you know, the written, the, the written precisely. Yeah. Evidence this that we is, have. Yes. So, so this is super early. Um, and I, have you seen the commercials? This is how legends are made. You know, you can, can you hear the song? This, is, this is how legends are made. And it's, it's, a, it's, they use it for sports and, okay. and whatnot. And I was thinking about this as I'm, as I'm looking through all of this, because uh, at the time of Paul's writing to his, to, to the church in Corinth, when, when, when we're going to, we're going to touch on, on chapter 15 here in just a second, not enough time had elapsed from the actual event of the resurrection to when this was written for legends to have formed. Oh, sure. So, because as as things drag on in in time- It really is just, they're spreading the word. That's what's happening. They are. If a guy rose from the dead, which he did, we we believe teach confess, then they're just, you can't stop talking about this. You have to, yeah, but not enough time had been, had passed 
for uh, embellishments and, um, and mythological elements to, to come into play. So what we have in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, we see the early uh, church, church start to, start to form and, and make their, their faith statements, sure. like make it, make it official. What do we what believe do we about believe? what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something that we can't explain that just happened. What do we believe about that? And that's where Paul, that's what Paul says. Go ahead. Yeah. And essentially, basically, uh, and it's so funny, like my title, which again is not biblical, but it says resurrection essential to the faith. Right? Ooh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is Paul looking at the church in Corinth, these people, and saying, look, by the way, some of y'all are talking about how maybe the resurrection didn't happen. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, like, this is kind it of did. critical. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is in vain, and so is your faith. Mm-hmm. Right, he's saying basically everything we're doing is worthless. If it, Jesus did not rise again, then it, your faith is worthless. Moreover, we're found to be false witnesses about God because we've testified wrongly about God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise, if in fact the dead are not raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You're still in your sins. Uh, those then who have fallen asleep in Christ, and we've talked about that, that means that means died. Died. Uh, have also perished. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone, right? He's saying this whole death and resurrection thing is at the very center of what we do following Jesus, why we follow Jesus in the first place. He's not just a great teacher. He's not just a good dude that said some really wonderful things. He is Lord over all, okay? So then he says, but as it is, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. And it keeps going and it gets a little fancier. Yeah, and if you you back up just a little bit to um, to, to verse 3, Paul writes... For what I received, I passed on to you as the Good, as of first yes. importance yeah. that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. And after that, he appeared to 500 people. So Kind of a big deal. That right, the is resurrected, the that, resurrected. That's, that's so, another one of those little details that's like, yeah. oh yeah, and by the way, also visited he appeared 500, to 500 people. people. Within decades, Weeks. right? Well, I'm saying within well, decades, he's writing these words oh, down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so again, it's going back to your point that you had at the very beginning of the episode of go and ask somebody. Yeah. There are 500 people that, that he saw appeared him. in this time, right? And then he appeared to James. He's listing even more than that. Right. If you want to know if this is true or not, go ask them for yourself. So if I was fabricating something, I would not put names down. witnesses. Right. Yes. I would not, I, I would not put real names of people if I was if I was making up a story that you can go and ask them. Yes. And, well, notice what it's not saying. It's not saying, oh yeah, I mean, it's Peter saw him, but like too bad Peter's died now. Right. Or James, yeah, James did see him, but too bad James. Well, James here is out anymore. of town. No, there's actually arguments at the no. beginning of First Corinthians, this exact same letter yep. that are like, look, some of y'all are following Peter, some of y'all are loving Paul, some of you love Apollos. We're all team Jesus. Yeah. They're still around. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I love that you brought that point out yep. in here because it is so crucial to like why this is so important that we look at these things and go, no, y'all, this happened. It happened. Because ultimately the world, everybody has to deal with that question. Mm-hmm. Did Jesus die and rise again? Yes. Or did he just die? Mm. 
That's what Paul is saying right yeah. here. Right? Because if if he just died, right? If he didn't rise, everything else the church has done throughout the ages, pointless. Right. But, and that's that, that huge. But, I love yeah. that in scripture. But. But or, Christ did rise. However. Right? And that's mm-hmm. what Paul's whole big point is. Right. So yeah, the resurrection makes the difference, y'all. I mean, that's the reason why we're still talking about Jesus yep. 2,000 years later. Yep. Uh, there's not someone else who has the kind of impact Mm-mm. that Jesus has had. Uh, because, again, the whole point, going back to that great episode, episode four, of the big picture of scripture, he's at the center of it because he was there at the beginning. He's going to be there at the end. And we see how the end is even possible. Because of the middle. Because of the middle. Because mm-hmm. of everything we just covered in this episode and the last. It's, right. It made all the difference in it, the world. It, everything hinges on that. So much fun, Dallas. I had a good time. I always have a good time. I do too. I do too. And I just if, and we get to talk about our boy Jesus too. I'm all about that. Talk and, about and, the intimidation factor. And talk about the best news, right? Which we didn't hit. So someone already turned off, but why is this so important too? Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, there's nothing in all of creation that's separating you from the love that God has for you and the eternity Amen. that God has in store for you. And so that's why it's such a big deal for us too. It's a big deal that it happened, but it's even a greater deal because this has eternal consequences in the best sense in of the, the best, world yeah. for all of us. Yeah. That the, the creation is not doomed, that evil Mm-mm. in this world will not win, uh, will not triumph because he's going to be back. And yep. I get, I'm so happy we get to talk about that on our next episode. Uh, I'm going to pray us out yep. and then, uh, yeah, we'll get to share. And then we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Next time. Let's pray. Good and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for this opportunity to open your word and be fed by it. Lord, that it would nourish our hearts and our lives, uh, Lord, with just the truth of what happened because, Lord, it has defined history uh, for the ages because, Lord, you are working through your people. You have been working through your people, but most importantly, Lord, you worked through your son, Jesus. You sent him to die and to rise again so that we might have life now. And Lord, thank you so much that it didn't end there, Lord, that he ascended, that he is reigning over all, that he's reigning in our lives, that he's working in our lives, that he is with us now, working through his people. And Lord, uh, because there is no longer that separation for you, Lord, we thank you just for the great witness uh, that your church has been uh, and will continue to be until that day uh, that he returns. So Lord, help us to just continue. And Lord, for anybody listening that is uh, just still on that fence, Lord, I just uh, ask you to continue opening up your word and planting those seeds of faith that they might sprout and grow and germinate. Lord, producing uh, the faith that you promise uh, to be on the receiving end of your word. And Lord, if even if not, Lord, that they would just come to acknowledge the truth of what you have witnessed in all of history, that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he lives and he reigns. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, and if you love this episode, as always, like, subscribe, uh, yep, share. share it. Just continue the conversation. Yeah. That's what boldly just glorifies everything that we're doing here. Absolutely. Uh, the work that God is doing through his word, through these conversations, just because you're talking about it, what That's the right. word actually says. Yep. So we'll see you next time. Later. Later.